0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Mayhem on the streets. Oh! The shocking looting.
2: What happened when we were surrounded? You want to negotiate through the crowd, slow down, make sure you're not hitting anyone. As the National
1: Guard rumbles down Hollywood Boulevard, then Trump church firestorm. Dispersing peaceful protesters with helicopters. For a presidential photo op, then...
3: Are the protests being hijacked by professional agitators?
1: What are all those bricks for?
4: And what we've learned about the woman who allegedly took a Bud Light bottle and turned it into a Molotov cocktail.
1: And how to avoid spreading the COVID-19 virus at a mass gathering.
5: There are a lot of things you can do. To lessen the risk,
1: then a gesture of goodwill. (laughs) Plus, the taking a knee phenomenon. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
4: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. America is a nation on edge today as emotions continue to run high one week after George Floyd died while in police custody. Overnight, protests resulted in thousands of arrests in connection with destruction of property and looting or for curfew violations in New York City, where the first curfew in more than 75 years has been imposed, it still did not stop things there from getting out of hand. Stephen Fabian reports.
6: America is boarded up today. These are the famous windows of the iconic Macy's department store after another traumatic night of looting and destruction. A mob swarmed into Macy's, taking anything they could lay their hands on. Oh! And there were similar scenes at stores throughout Manhattan. We're driving down Fifth Avenue in Manhattan right now, and the stores that aren't boarded up, nearly all of them are broken into. Wooden boards were easily torn down. Cops broke up a gang of looters raiding a Microsoft store just three blocks from Trump Tower. I saw this AT&T store being completely ransacked. Here's an AT&T store in the Flatiron District in Manhattan. My camera crew and I actually witnessed this place getting looted last night. Look at these broken windows. Take a look inside. Absolutely no merchandise left, no phones, nothing. Uh, It was a group of about a few dozen young people making their way up the street. And as you can see, this was one of their main targets. Take a look at this. This is the Lego store in the Flatiron District. Toys were also the target. You can see these shelves completely bare. This eyeglasses store manager was cleaning up after being cleaned out by looters.
7: We worked really hard to uh, get back after this coronavirus disaster. And we barely got our employees back and we barely got comfortable enough to service people.
5: It is heartbreaking, it's heartbreaking.
0: Governor
6: Andrew Cuomo had this to
0: say. The NYPD and the mayor did not do their job last night. Look at the videos. It was a disgrace.
6: President Trump wants the National Guard patrolling the streets of Manhattan. New York City, call up the National Guard. The lowlifes and losers are ripping you apart. Act fast. Ah! Cops are finding themselves targets. This officer was struck with an object in the Bronx. Also in the Bronx, a New York cop was struck by a speeding vehicle and hurled into the air. He is in serious but stable condition. Ah! Police were also targeted in Las Vegas, Buffalo, and St. Louis, where four officers were shot.
5: Thank God they're
0: alive. They're alive. But I, I you, you. <laughs> Can we make some sense out of this?
6: In Los Angeles, a convoy of National Guard vehicles rumbled down Hollywood Boulevard for the first time since the Rodney King riots in 1992. Here's Jim Murray.
7: Here in Santa Monica, the National Guard is displaying a clear showing of force. It's a tactical move by the Guard protecting major landmarks like the famed Santa Monica Pier, freeing up local police to deal with violent protesters and looters. Gym owner Scott Mendelson recruited his weightlifting buddies to defend his small business with firearms if necessary, refusing to rely on the police or the National Guard. We're all serious, I mean, everybody here, I mean, we're not gonna go on the street and shoot, but you come in here with a hammer or a screwdriver, you threaten my life, I'm aiming for the head. In Oakland, after a pitched battle between police and protesters, a TV reporter was arrested as cameras rolled.
4: I'm a reporter, I have my media credentials? Because things are so volatile, it actually is possible you could find yourself in the middle of a swarm of people. If that happens, What do you do to stay safe? It's a situation our crew found themselves in when their car was surrounded. In the blink of an eye,
6: chaos can erupt. (laughs) There are steps you can take if you get caught in the middle of one, says safety expert Bill Stanton. Something's going down, boys. Last night in New York City, just around the corner from Trump Tower, we encountered this scary scene.
2: Into the fray. All right,
6: here we go, guys. A mob blocked the street and surrounded our car. So we've got people all around the car now. Uh, we can't really move safely. What, what do you recommend in a situation like this?
2: Well, right now, we're surrounded, but they're not attacking the car. So right. I do have my foot on the brake, and I'm moving forward. Slowly. Very slowly. Right, right. I'm not doing anything aggressive. Yep. Some people have knocked on the car. Some people have, you know, made signs. Right. And we're letting them pass. And now, we're gonna move safe forward. To go. Now, I don't know about you. My adrenaline is, was uh Yeah, I for heard sure, how can you not?
6: Just ahead, more looting. A lot of people, their instinct is to get their phone out and start recording right. dangerous no. moments like
2: that. No, 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 you do not need to take your phone out and film that. You put yourself in potential danger. Yeah. You definitely don't wanna go anywhere near that. Okay. Because if they're willing to break into that store in front of cameras with right. the alarm going off, you may be next right
6: another tip if you see people on the rampage and they're headed right at you seek shelter from
2: a friendly doorman or store you see that building over there right if you had no place else to go i would ask those gentlemen please i have a child i, I I'm, I'm afraid right Can i please come in get into a building get safe just total world
4: shock and outrage THOSE ARE THE WORDS BEING USED AFTER TEAR GAS WAS USED TO REMOVE PEACEFUL PROTESTERS FROM WASHINGTON'S LAFAYETTE PARK. MOMENTS LATER, PRESIDENT TRUMP WALKED THROUGH THAT PARK TO A NEARBY HISTORIC CHURCH FOR A PHOTO-OP. IT WAS THE BEGINNING OF A NIGHT OF CHAOS AND CONFUSION IN OUR NATION'S CAPITAL. THE PRESIDENT'S
7: BIBLE PHOTO-OP MAY BE BACKFIRING TODAY, AS WE'RE LEARNING TROUBLING DETAILS OF HOW IT WAS ORCHESTRATED. The first hint that something was happening came at 6 30 p.m. when DC Park Police started clearing protesters from the park behind the White House.
2: All oh, hell broke loose. Park Police Secret Service, they begin to advance on the group of demonstrators.
4: Shoving and hitting, striking this Australian news crew as they were live on the air.
3: Exactly.
7: We caught up with that Australian reporter, Amelia Brace, today.
3: All of a sudden, uh, this line of police just really charged forward. And there was really no opportunity for anyone to get out of the way. There was no time. Uh, And even the people who were running and actively trying to get out of the way were uh, were, uh, getting hit by tear gas or rubber bullets.
7: While this was going on, the president took the podium in the Rose Garden. As he spoke, you can hear the sounds of tear gas canisters popping off in the background. We must never give in to anger or hatred. At 7.01 p.m., the reason for the police sweep became clear. The president strode out of the White House through the now empty park, flanked by Secret Service, his staff in tow. He made his way to the historic St. John's Episcopal Church. There, he posed with a Bible, holding it aloft in one hand, his expression grim. Then his staff joined him. The photo op was hatched by top advisor Hope Hicks, according to the New York Times. Sources close to the president tell us that he's worried about his support in the evangelical community. He believes it may be slipping as a result of the coronavirus. The Bishop of St. John's was appalled.
3: He did not consult us, he did not warn us. It was an abuse of the spiritual tools and symbols of our tradition and of our sacred space.
7: As Trump strode back to the White House, to keep it nice and safe, the reaction on cable news was split. Good for him. That provided a powerful symbolic gesture.
3: We saw peaceful protesters being gassed so the president could take a stroll.
7: As night fell, low-flying helicopters were deployed to disperse the protesters, the noise and powerful downdrafts sending them scattering. Today, the president visited another religious landmark with First Lady Melania, claiming victory. Many arrests, he tweeted, Great job done by all. Overwhelming force. Domination. Thank you, President Trump.
4: More than 350. That's the estimated number of cities in which protests have taken place in America in the last 24 hours. Many of the demonstrators are local residents. But as Amra Cagliano reports, in some places, officials attribute violence to what they call outside agitators
3: somewhere in the sea of peaceful protesters authorities say professional agitators are wreaking havoc across the nation thousands of americans are taking to the streets to voice their anguish over the death of george floyd in minneapolis but police say small bands of so-called professional agitators are hijacking peaceful demonstrations Like those behind me. Cops say 27-year-old Samantha Shader threw a Molotov cocktail at an NYPD vehicle. Prosecutors say she has been arrested 11 times in 11 different states. This photo allegedly captured a woman identified as a human rights lawyer holding a Bud Light bottle filled with gasoline and tissue paper stuffed in as a fuse. Police have reportedly dubbed her a professional agitator. Piles of bricks have appeared at the scenes of major demonstrations. There is speculation they may have been planted there by Antifa for use as projectiles aimed at cops and storefront windows. This right here, yeah, they put them there. this the setup. Ruben Lale filmed this pile of bricks outside a Dallas courthouse.
2: There are really people who are not a part of our movement and
6: are taking advantage of our pain and our purpose. Is disrespectful and it will not be allowed.
3: Kansas City Police tweeted this morning, we have learned of and discovered stashes of bricks and rocks to be used during a riot. If you see anything like this, let us know so we can remove them.
6: On occasion, we've actually seen um, pallets of projectiles, bricks, um, actually moved around um, and, and pre-positioned um, or, or, or following where the crowd is going so that the individuals in the groups can utilize them to inflict damage upon property.
4: For those who want to make their voices heard on this very important civil rights issue, the COVID-19 pandemic makes it especially tricky. Is there a way to make your voice heard in a demonstration without putting your health at risk? Les Trent has some tips. (laughs)
5: It's a dilemma now being faced by many Americans. How do you make your voice heard in the age of COVID-19? Look at the mass of humanity at this protest. Even NYPD's highest-ranking uniformed officer, Chief Terrence Monaghan, ignored social distancing and hugged a demonstrator without wearing a mask or gloves. There is absolutely, as you can see, no way to social distance here. They are all crunched in here. you concern concerned at all about getting close to people out here. I mean, that's that's the nature of a protest is that you're all very close.
2: I mean, they said not to come out for a non-essential reason, and this is an essential reason.
5: We have some protesters yelling in the face of this police officer right here. The protesters yelling are not wearing masks, and neither are the police officers. This one right here. How do you stay safe during COVID when you're amongst all these people? <laughs>
6: Yeah, it is a challenge, but it can be done safely.
5: Jack Caravanis is a public health expert from NYU.
6: The key is, of course, keep your mask on, make sure it's, it's fitted tightly to your face, and if possible, try to get yourself a face shield. I think protecting your eyes as well as your face, as well as your respiratory tract is really critical.
5: New York Mayor Bill de Blasio today spoke about the risk of the demonstrators turning into virus super spreaders. I'm very
0: worried about any resurgence that might come from these protests. I absolutely am.
5: There are other ways you can reduce the risk. Use noisemakers, drums, and signs so you don't have to yell and spread droplets. Or you can honk your car horn. <laughs> Wear eye protection. Carry hand sanitizer.
4: No peace. Stay safe, everybody. Funeral services for George Floyd will be held Tuesday in his hometown of Houston, The services will be paid for by boxing great Floyd Mayweather, who is also paying for memorial services in four other states. We'll be right back.
1: Next, the Good Samaritans protecting their neighborhood.
2: They're having a standoff here. Oh, my
1: God. So why did she end up in handcuffs? Plus, the taking a knee phenomenon and a gesture of goodwill. (laughs) Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. will be right back. <laughs> delivery trucks targeted by looters. Next Inside Edition. Amazon. FedEx. UPS. Ambush. Will this affect the delivery of the vital goods that you need? Watch the next Inside Edition.
4: If you've been seeing a lot of blank screens on social media today, Megan Alexander reports there's a very good reason.
8: It's a powerful message, eight minutes, 46 seconds of darkness, symbolic of the time the Minneapolis police officer dug into George Floyd's neck. The moving tribute to Floyd aired last night on MTV, VH1, Comedy Central, and other Viacom CBS networks. You can hear the sound of breathing. Today, millions of Instagram users turned their screens black with the hashtag BlackoutTuesday to remember George Floyd. Alicia Keys is among many celebrities taking part. We need deep, systemic change, she posted. Oscar winner Lupina Nyong'o wrote, Justice for George Floyd. Here in Nashville, country music is also going silent. With big names like Carrie Underwood and Reba McIntyre posting, the show must be paused. Across the nation, more police officers, like these cops in Atlanta, take a knee to show solidarity with protesters. In DC, bicycle cops are on one knee in front of the Trump family-owned hotel. In Dallas, more bicycle cops take a knee and are greeted by hugs from protesters. So could you take the knee to prove in Portland? Protesters ask cops to take a knee to prove that they feel their pain. Officers agree with some assurances. No
2: violence.
8: Then it happens, a line of officers kneel. Thank you. The crowd cheers and protesters join the officers. Today in Los Angeles, protesters chant take a knee and police officers oblige. The exchange ends with hugs and fist bumps. We'll be
4: back with more Inside Edition right after this. They stepped in to save their local liquor store during a protest. So why were they cuffed and detained by police?
2: What? Those guys, what, what's going on? They were, they were closed, bro.
4: It's a
7: moment filled with tension. A mob of suspected looters have their eyes set on a local store in Van Nuys, California that buys and sells gold. That's when Victor Grayer, owner of the Valley Liquor Store next door, stood there armed, protecting his small business and his neighbors. They were joined by Monet Watley and her family, who've lived in the neighborhood for 40 years. She tells the suspects it's time to go home. Fox 11 in Los Angeles captured it all. Monet tries to flag down cop cars, but they're going right by. Then, when police finally pull up in the chaotic scramble, they detain, of all people, the Good Samaritans. This is unreal, but anyway, they're, they're putting this lady in handcuffs. Watch as the reporter tries to tell police they've got the wrong people. Whoa! They're,
2: they're protecting the stores. The looters Did are over there. Stand down for a sec, please. Yeah.
7: Inside Edition spoke with the Good Samaritan today.
2: Salute from somebody else, whether it's his store or somebody else's store. It's just unacceptable at this point.
7: Once cops figured it all out, they released
4: Monet.
2: They're putting this lady in handcuffs. When we come back,
4: some moments that provide hope during these challenging times. Finally today, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said a riot is the language of the unheard. He also said the time is always right to do what is right, which leads us to this. I know you guys are thirsty. A protester in Pittsburgh delivers water bottles along with a message message. to a squad of state police.
6: I know you guys out here doing your job. I'm not mad at you
0: ones
4: that one The troopers clearly appreciate the gesture.
2: Thank you.
4: And in Asbury Park, New Jersey, protesters came together in song. I'm gonna need to leave me home. And that is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe. And we'll see you again tomorrow.
0: If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.
4: Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner and
3: host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it
4: possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life.